Okay, look, you know how you're always talking about how you can simulate all that stuff on your computer? You know? What's the difference? Why can't we simulate a girl? I don't know. I, I guess I could, but why? It's two-dimensional on the screen. It's, it's not flesh and blood, Gary. Well, I know that, but you know we can we can use it. Why? We can ask it questions. We can we can put it in real life sexual situations and see how it reacts. You're like real sick to manage shit. You'd love it. Well, what about your girl in um Canada? She was in Canada. This girl's no morals. You know, I don't I don't like that on a girl. I, it's rough having those kind of relationships. You'll see. You are listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on site. The following podcast may contain adult language and discussions of an adult nature. Spoilers for the films discussed occur often. You have been warned. Now, take it away, Dr. Rausch. They must be destroyed on site! back it is they must be destroyed on site episode 203 and i'm your host lee forgot to hook the doll up russell joined by my co-host carrie considering making up some shit McEwen, how you doing sir not bad my first time on this particular podcast thank you very much for having me yeah many cheers uh you're you you are you are the uh makeshift daniel harper this episode because he cannot uh, make it this week so I am channeling the beard he used to have uh-huh. kind of a bit, so. And uh, we are joined by someone who has been on this podcast before, and like Carrie is our uh, co-host on our Cape Shit episodes, Greg, tossing off to magazines in the bathroom by Lasky. How you doing, sir? Who told you I do that? How do you know? That was an educated guess. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure you've admitted it to it oh. like, at least once. Most likely. <laughs> Probably bragged about it. I make some bad mistakes and then I admit to them. Jesus. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, It's been forever since I've talked to you guys, uh, since Mm -hmm. we've done a podcast together. And uh, yeah, no, I'm doing great. Looking forward to discussing a a classic 80s movie. Or maybe not so classic. We'll see. It's It's certainly an 80s movie. (laughs) (laughs) All up in your face with the 80s. Yeah, we are going to be talking about Weird Science from 1985. But before we get into that, we do have a bunch of uh, comments to get through here. So I'll try to uh, speed through them quickly here. Uh, first off, let's just do the YouTube comments because those are always fun. Oh, boy. Uh, so on our Truck Turner episode, someone called John Etheridge said, clickbaited. Yeah, it's because you don't have the movie. Like, why don't you play the full movie for them to yeah. watch? I'm really sorry, John Etheridge. Uh, or no, actually, your name's Etheridge. What the fuck kind of name is that anyway? You shouldn't even be on YouTube. Just fuck off and die. That's what you should do. On our Cherry Two Thousand uh, Radioactive Dreams episode, someone called Arongo N A said Hijo de Puta, son wow. of a bitch. Nice, oh, reasonable. Yeah. So they, they could have been saying anything. They, they might have not been mad that the movie wasn't presented to them. 
Maybe it's like, son, son of a son bitch, this is a good podcast. Yeah. Son of a bitch. What a fucking great podcast. When Lee commented about that cat in the fucking plastic bottle and how the fuck did they get that in there, that that, that was that was just spot on. I, I didn't even consider that shit. Um, yeah. And on our Buster Scruggs episode, someone called Silvio Noveis commented Lixo. But he put about eight thousand O's in there, and I for, actually I forget what this means. I think it's I think it's a gay slur, if I'm not mistaken, in uh, some sort of language. So, yeah, thanks, Silvio. Um, we we certainly don't support any gay slurs here. You put look at your- look at look at you attracting international viewership, though. Very impressive. Yeah, we, we we're getting a lot of like weird Eastern Asian countries and Latin American countries. It makes me think like. Some of these people are just getting YouTube now, maybe, or... Or the movies are just coming to them? Well, actually, I'm, I'm also thinking, like, there's so many, um, like, with podcasts, there's so many, like, podcatchers out there that just steal your feeds or whatever and put them on their own website. There's the same thing for YouTube, too, where if you look around, some websites, like, feature, you know, uh, videos of a certain topic or whatever, so... I'm sure some of these people are just like going to those websites and finding our, our podcast that way, you know? Um, well, you're famous. Good for you. I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we have a few comments on our Facebook page. Join the Facebook page. They must be destroyed on site on Facebook. Best way to leave comments and, you know, probably not be insulted by us when we read the comments because you're probably a reasonable human being if you're actually using Facebook and leaving comments. And don't you have a GeoCities page anymore? No, <laughs> no, they had to archive that. Uh, go, go to the internet wayback machine. Maybe you'll find it. I had one dedicated to Calvin and Hobbes when I was in high school. Oh, really? Yeah. Good times. Could it be found on the wayback machine? Is it still I don't. Around? I don't. I don't even know. Well, uh, you should go look back and see. You have a little bit of nostalgia with your breakfast or something. Um, so uh, Darren Wilson from the Psychosomatic Cast or the Psychosomatic Podcast, whatever the fuck he's calling it this week, said, which things other than sex most makes an event? Your basic high school orgy type of thing. Is it drugs, rock and roll, chips, dips, chains, or whips? And I'll just throw that to the floor. Like uh, I would say for most high school parties, it's just chips and dip. <laughs> and a bunch of fellas just chatting around, being like, "Ah, I'd bang her hard," but then they don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. That's kind of actually that, that's probably like school dances, where everyone goes to the school dance and then they all just stand on either side and then look at each other and they don't dance. You know, like the teachers will dance or something, and then maybe at the final dance, like one or two kids will get the courage to like go up and like just sort of walk around in the circle while holding each other's shoulders. That's about it. But yeah, you know. when I was in public school, whenever we had a school dance, there was this one kid. He was a couple grades younger than me, and he would be on the dance floor, thinking he was busting a move and doing crazy break dancing stuff. But really, he looked like some kind of white clone of Steve Urkel. It was uh, <laughs> it was yeah, memories that will never ever leave my brain. See, my experience with school dances, you know. Most of the cool girls that all the guys found attractive weren't really that into. They were just into chatting themselves. But the kind of the less 
let, let's call them less attractive girls or whatever, were they were the ones that were usually aggressive. They would come up to you and ask you to dance, and then you'd sort of just be like, all right, I'll dance with you. I'm not really into you, but I'll dance with you. Just, at least I would to be polite. I'm I tired of being a polite person. Now, <laughs> as an adult, I'm just like, I could have fucked that. <laughs> I love to use that kind of language on this podcast. I forget, but sure. I'm like, I, I'm an idiot. I, I, like, I'm an idiot. I could have totally gotten my gotten my grade eight junk wet, but uh... <laughs> I, I was yeah. also pretty bad at reading any kind of signs. And yeah, you know, uh, yeah, just... yeah. When you when when I think back at how stupid I was as a kid in high school, well, I just that's why I try to blanket high school with uh, beer and uh, whiskey. Most of us were dumb as children. Many of us are still dumb as adults. So, yeah, you know, yeah, some yeah. some of us are, you know, trying to tear down five G towers and shit. You know, <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't want those things. No, spreading the goddamn virus everywhere. My God, mm. with their with, with their, their their virusy radio waves. Ooh, scary. Yeah, Gary Hill from the Cinema Beef Podcast is. Uh, will you be doing? The show while smoke while smoking a nasty stogie and eating a greasy pork chop sandwich served on a dirty ashtray. We should well, be but no. I mean, Carrie is. Oh well. Well, I mean, I, I pork I, chop sandwich. He, he sorta is. I think that's the strain of weedy smoking. It's a pork chop sandwich, right? Uh, I, I, I had a really good buffalo chicken sub from a place here in town earlier. Oh. But, uh, Did you eat yeah. it out of an ashtray? I d- unfortunately did not. I I, oh. I, I, I I kept it untainted, I guess you could say, because that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally, we have a comment from uh, Von Kuhlmeier, and uh, he's from uh, Motion Picture Massacre. Uh, he's kind of a cunt, but I like him. He says, I don't really care for this film. I can't get behind the guys. They're just jerk-offs who, who make a woman to ogle over and can't get over the courage to, to fuck her. Uh, Kelly O'Brock's cute, but her character is just one note. And the only thing that makes this film worth watching is Bill Paxton. I would watch him read the telephone book. Yeah. Huh. Oh, when he turns into the fuck. I, I, I couldn't remember. I like, It was like watching it again for the very first time, man. It really was. I didn't remember so much of this movie. Yeah. That was yeah. that was some creepy ass fucking puppeteering type shit at the end there. That was just gross. He looked disgusting. Just Well, you sh- you should save all those thoughts for when we actually get into the movie review. Um spoiling yourself. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Does anyone have anything they watch recently they want to talk about? Anyone watch anything in quarantine? I, I watched the uh newest Installment of the DC animated universe movies, uh, Just, oh, Justice the... League: Dark Apocalypse War. It was yeah, I watched that good. too. It was pretty I, good. I, yeah, like that. That whole like if DC was emulating that animated universe in their live films, they would be doing just as well, if not better, than Marvel right now, in my opinion. Like the, those I mean, that, that the DC that... animated universe is amazing. It's so good. Uh, that movie was basically their end game. Well, no, but the way it ended, like, well, it's a little, it's, it's a little darker than Endgame, but I mean, it's, it is, it is basically that's how the DC Endgame would have been if they, you know, if they had made their actual Endgame in the, yeah. in the live action kind of thing like that, that would have been the better version kind of thing. Like, okay, it all happened. Flash, go fix it, please. We beg of you, go uh-huh. fix it. Like, did you, did you? I'm assuming you saw the Flashpoint paradox. Yeah. 
that I, I actually I didn't realize that that was it didn't they didn't play it off as that it came across that movie came out and it seemed like a standalone thing. And then I think it was the last DC animated movie that came out. I can't remember which one it, which one it was, but they were like talking about that. And it was like, actually like they just out of nowhere were like, yeah, that's actually canon in this fucking, that was it's it, the, it's, yeah, the, it, the, the flashpoint paradox is actually what I guess technically created this recent line of like 15 DC films. Yeah. It's, it's so well done. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that's good stuff. I can't remember the name of it. I, wa- I was just watching a couple episodes of this on uh, Netflix uh, last night before I went to bed. It's an animated series done by the same guy who did Adventure Time. It's, uh, what the fuck is it called? It's a, it's a quirky, like, animated series about this fucker who, uh, who's like a space podcaster, and he goes into, like, these virtual reality worlds that are like these different worlds that are created by this uh, big computer. And all these worlds are like simulations, but the people in these worlds are kind of real. Like they're so complex that they're pretty much real. It's like the matrix almost kind of thing. And he goes and he does a podcast and interviews people right before that world's about, about to end. Like all these worlds are like on the verge of an, of an apocalypse. And he's just like having stupid conversations with them. Like it's based on, I think uh, the comedian Duncan Trussell, if I'm not mistaken, his fucking podcast. And then it's like, it kind of has some of the conversations from his podcast as actual dialogue. As, in, in the uh, Midnight Gospel? Yeah, Midnight Gospel. That's it. That, that, yeah. I've never even heard of it, but that, that sounds like something I wouldn't mention. I, I, I just put Space Podcaster Netflix into, into Google. And- <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, really? Like, I, I like the visuals. I, I like the guy who did adventure time like i think that's a really good animated series i think it's pretty inventive and cool and like he brings that kind of visual style to this as well but duncan trussell's podcast is shit and i don't find his conversations interesting at all i could i couldn't give a fuck uh like the first episode it's like it takes conversations that he had with dr drew and i hate dr drew i think he's a fucking predator um (laughs) he just preys off uh the, the pain of famous people. There's a few so-called doctor, like Dr. Phil, Dr. Oz, just, just straight up crappy, crappy people. It, it kind of lost me, like, by the second episode, is, so this is what it is, it's like it's gonna splice in parts of his shitty podcast and try to build a story around it, and I'm like, uh, really okay. disappointing. <clears throat> really, really when, disappointing. When you first started talking about it, I was like, oh, I'll check it out. It sounds, it sounds like you were talking it up, and then you're like, oh, I... And now it's like, I don't think I'm going to check it out now. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you might like it. I mean, if, if you really like Adventure Time and you like that visual style, like it's it's very much in this. And it, it is very mind Adventure Time, but it, it wasn't like some people are like Adventure Time is the be all end all of fucking animated shows and stuff. And for me, it was just OK. So I, I'm good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, your results may vary, you know, kind of thing like. Oh, subjective, like everything. Yeah, but uh, it was it was weird, and I didn't like it. So there we go. So uh, we'll take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back, and we'll talk about weird science. Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. 
most effective, Your Majesty. Will you destroy this earth? Destroy it utterly. Send Rick and Danny in wool rocket Ajax. So, just destroy it? That's what Ming said. Don't you ever listen? Well, there's no arguing with Ming. Hail Ming. Wait! You see those transmissions on the Visua screen? Crow? Nightmare on Elm Street? Chud 2? Black Belt Jones? Nightbreed? What's a critter? Oh, I've seen those things. Flash? I guess we could wait a while before the destruction. Yeah, and watch the movies. And talk about them. The Hemming Power Hour. Disobedience to Ming. For now. You can find us at Legion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. At www. You know what? Just Google it for yourself. Just Google it, you bastages. Hey, Ming. Breaking two? Electric Boogaloo? Samurai Cop? Army of Darkness? Flash Dance? <laughs> we might destroy the planet if it's flash dance. <laughs>
Okay, Weird Science from 1985, directed by John Hughes, written by John Hughes, Al Feldstein, and William M. Gaines. And it is starring Anthony Michael Hall as Gary Wallace, Kelly LeBrock as Lisa, Ilan Mitchell-Smith as Wyatt Donnelly, Bill Paxton as Chet Donnelly, Suzanne Snyder as Deb, Judy Arneson as Hilly, Robert Downey Jr., uh, very young here, as Ian, Robert Boosler as Max, Vernon Wells, uh, <laughs> who uh, you may know as the, the, the big baddie from, uh, well, the second-in-command baddie from Road Warrior. He's the, jeez, uh, I can't think of his name right now, uh, but he's also the, the big baddie in Commando with the uh, chainmail uh, Okay. Uh, <laughs> I remember from that. Was oh, Bennett. The, Bennett, yeah, he's Bennett. What <laughs> about Bennett? Yeah. <laughs> that was the uh, best Arnold impersonation ever, Greg. That was yeah. can. Spot on, man. Hey, right listen, if, if I actually did the accent, it would just sound so completely racist that Lee's show would be completely taken off the air, and I don't want that. This is Lee's income. You're so thoughtful. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't want to cut off my primary income. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Brett Leach as Al Wallace, Barbara Lang as Lucy Wallace, and Michael Berryman as the mutant biker. And you will recognize Michael Berryman if you if you've seen him because he's been in a million horror movies, uh, notably The Hills Have Eyes. Mm. He, he's he's got that weird uh, condition that makes him totally bald and hairless. That whole scene was so weird. Well, that's, I was going to say you've got the same condition, don't you? No, I've got oh, I've oh, extra oh. hair. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. I was actually shocked because I, I, when I IMDb'd him when I was watching the movie, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know. I thought he was dead. I didn't know he was still alive. No, he's still alive. I, I just saw him in a really bad horror movie within the last couple of years. Oh, he's still doing it. He's still playing oh, up yeah. his stick. Hey, why not? We can, we can lean into it, man. Why not? Yeah. I mean, if you, need, if you need a guy who you don't need to put makeup on. I mean, just come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, hey, we need a mutant cat. We'll save your production so many thousands of dollars. Just cast me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I did not uh, pull a... I, I'm just really off my game this this uh, this weekend. I did not pull off a synopsis uh, for this, but uh, here's the synopsis. Two horny losers uh, <laughs> fuck with their no. computer and make a <laughs> super perfect magic woman who can do anything and bend reality and twist it and she has a sexy accent and she's Kelly LeBrock and they have misadventures as she tries to teach them to be respectful and cool and well results might vary there I think at, by the end of this film I don't think they're all that cool but uh, yeah uh, we'll get into it here uh, we'll start with you first Gregory uh, what are your sort of general thoughts on this one well I, I like 80s movies, so I, I probably like this one more than most. It's not a great movie. It's I don't know when the first time I saw this movie was. I actually think I saw the TV show that was oh, yeah. on this as a child and I or whatever came out. And then I think I saw the movie afterwards, and I don't know exactly when that was, but... I'll say my thoughts on it is on rewatching it, uh, not nearly as much nudity as I thought it had as right. when I was younger. And I, uh, I probably saw a flash of nipple and thought it was the greatest thing in the world. It's, I mean, it's still pretty good, but yes, definitely not as much nudity as I thought. Uh, disappointing, but I mean, overall I like it. I think it's shameless eighties movie and 
it it is what it is. It's not it's not high art by any means, but I, it's a fun movie. I watched it last night. I enjoyed it. I I, I don't think you're going to get anything more out of it other than an hour and a half of entertainment. But you know, it's a it's a fun it's a fun little comedy with that's stupid. It doesn't necessarily hold up, but I like. Uh, I do like uh, Bill Paxton. Uh, he's kind of an asshole, but uh, it's hard to believe. Because uh, sorry, I should have been paying attention. What movie? What year did this come out? Eighty-five, eighty-six. Oh, sorry. So this came out actually a year after Aliens, didn't 85. it? Eighty-five. No, eighty-five. You're right, Gary. Okay, so it came out the same year as it. Because weren't they both eighty-five, or was Aliens? Was, uh, Aliens was eighty-five. Am I right about that? Probably. Uh, Paxton was acting in everything around this time though yeah, like he, was, he looks a lot younger than he does in aliens which is let's say within a year or two of you know this movie so i just find that weird because i for some reason had in my head that this was one of his earlier movies but then i'm like no this was like basically probably filmed this back to back with aliens so yeah he was in a ton of shit right around this time like he you know i mean he's he's the guy who appeared in aliens and predator uh, two and fucking um, he was in Terminator as one of the punks there who gets uh killed by Arnold at the beginning of the film or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. And then it, it's weird, like actors, depending on the actor, of course, if they're just looking for work, if they're hungry actors, they're doing like three or four movies a year, you know, and then they all get released around the same time or whatever. And oh, that guy is in everything. Um, yeah, uh, what about you, Carrie? Um, I didn't hate the movie but it was i i don't know i remember watching it for the first time when i was maybe 11 or 12 kind of thing at my cousin's house and i guess 11 and 12 the hormones were just kind of going insane in my body i remember i remember thinking it was like remembering it very fondly with like great memories and being like that was a great movie and then rewatched it actually today to refresh myself for this uh podcast and holy shit does this movie not hold up at all there's just there's so many just blatantly dumb gags and like there's some some stuff is genuinely kind of like ah that's that's all right but i can't recall feeling like internally cringy while watching a movie to this degree in a very long time it was like like just just so many things that like even the whole premise like they're just sitting there watching like frankenstein and the one and the one kid just like stands he stands up and walks into like the middle of the room and stands there for a good minute while the other kid's just supposed to be like ignoring it basically, being like, Okay, you're standing up and being really weird about the TV right now. And all of a sudden, like, yeah, we should we should we should build a girl. And there's like there's no real like they're they're like fifteen year old kids who somehow then proceed to hack into some government mainframe or something. And even the animation oh. on that is just like access denied and then Keep going down that tunnel, and it's it's. it's well, have you never seen War Games with Matthew Broderick? Come on, uh, so, yeah, scanning all uh, these womanly features. Yeah, yeah, like it's like feeding feeding these like all these like feeding Einstein's head into this thing, and then like the best thing ever was the one scene where it like comes across, and I can't remember like something flashes across the scene, and then also E equals MC squared flashes across the screen. Yeah, they, show, like, the, they show the, a picture of Einstein. And that cues the computer into, oh, I can scan Einstein's brain and make that yeah. part of Lisa's yeah. personality. Now all of a sudden, her IQ goes fucking shooting up, and it, it, it oh, but I don't know it's one of those movies that's it, it's so bad that it, I, I really did kind of have a lot of fun laughing at it, kind of thing. But yeah, it's I can't see myself watching it again unless I have something else, somebody else here that I'm like, 
you want to see something ridiculous? Let's watch this movie. <laughs> uh, I will rewatch it with my wife just to make her watch it. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I got uh, the uh, the the, weird, the the chick they create. Like, oh yeah, Kelly LeBron. I, I, I assume she's quite old at this point, but yeah, like the, oh she she got she got ruined by Steven Seagal. Uh, oh, that's sad. she married she married Steven Seagal. I think had a couple kids with him. Mm. And he just like abused her and treated her like shit, and now she's oh, right. Yeah, oh, that's that's sad because like in that movie, like she she is she she's a, a very like a natural. Like back then, there wasn't a whole lot of the hot. I'm sure, I'm sure there there was some like breast dog like boob implants and fucking plastic. But like she's, I'm pretty sure yeah. she didn't have any of that kind of stuff going on. She was just like nope. that's what she looked like, and that's she was very very pretty in that movie. Yeah. I kind of I kind of come in between here, uh, you guys. I think on, on my sort of thoughts on this. I saw it at a very young age on TV. The first time is when I saw it. So I always assumed, like when I first saw it on TV, the first couple times that all the really dirty shit was cut out of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, this movie must be fucking lewd as shit. Like, it, there's probably like nudity and boobies everywhere and all that stuff. So I was like, oh, I can't wait till I can like rent this at the at the fucking video store or whatever. And then I pop the VHS in and it's like, uh, no, there's a couple titties at one point and that's it. I feel I feel like the the one thing they might they, the I should have said that the number of times they just randomly exclaim shit or oh shit, mm. it's got to be at least a hundred times, man. That's that's their go to shit. Oh shit. Oh, like they they just exclaim shit so many times in that movie, like because it's, it's a cool word to say. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I feel like on the TV, I, I just imagine the different variations or funny things they must have come up for for oh, the TV oh, edited version. Oh darn! They probably oh, would have said like shoot and stuff like that. I yeah. I can't remember, but yeah, honestly, my my biggest problem with this is it's not raunchy enough. Uh, yeah. it, it try it tries too hard to balance. The, the smut with like this sort of coming of age, uh, learn to respect women and be cool with yourself message that they sort of tack onto it at the end. Like I don't wrote super bad. Should have wrote this movie. I feel <laughs> yeah. like that would have been, that would have been good. Yeah, who wrote like, super bad even alive when this movie came out? Probably not. If no, they were going to remake it. Yeah, yeah, they could, they could well, actually, uh, the people who th- there was talks to remake this, the people who did the remakes of 21 jump street, wanted to those weren't this. terrible those weren't terrible at yeah, all and like, they, and they wanted to they wanted to like sex this up a lot like make it r-rated and all kinds of shit because this is pg-13 although there are pg-13 boobs in this blink and you'll miss them but there are um yeah, the magical suctioning fucking fireplace yes. that, that, that can somehow hold a baby grand piano and fire that out the roof because the chimney mm. is that big. That was one of the That's most ridiculous. I was like, fireplace. what the fuck? But then if you watch the scene when it all goes back in, mm-hmm. I, I was like paying attention because I'm like, there's no fucking way. And the baby, you can see the baby, it literally goes behind the chimney because they like yeah. shot it over top because like they can't put that in the chimney. It was so, no. <laughs> yeah. This, this reminds me of like Zapped in that it doesn't live up to the dirty promise because uh, the, the premise is you have this super sexy supermodel genie who can grant you wishes and like just bend reality to your needs and it's two horny dudes who control her so like you expect there's going to be all kinds of like smutty like oh you know make these girls love us and 
uh, rip these girls' clothes off kind of moments and shit like that. You know, not that I'm advocating that is a great thing that <laughs> boys should expect to happen in their real lives, but I mean, it's an 80s movie, and that's the kind of shit that happens in 80s movies, but they never pushed her. Sexual assault was kind of like, mm, not really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we now, can make it funny. <laughs> I mean, now when you look at it, the concept of making a girl <clears throat> is just. The internet is just super fucking creepy as shit. Like this is incel fantasy 101. Now this movie is, is what it is. Can you right? just imagine for a second, if this actually was in any way based in reality that you actually could do this doing the internet, how many created women would be walking around amongst this, right? Like they would literally, like, it would literally be one of those stories where like we started making them and then they out, out overpopulated us and then they took over. And oh, yeah, probably. Well, I mean, us to be there. Even like the, 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 they're able to like AI was like a fucking magical pipe dream back then. But no, like we're gonna make this. And so, and even even how they like how does she even fucking come to be? Like they have the fucking electrodes on the doll, and then somehow the and somehow the door in the other room starts bulging out all fucking weird. They jump for cover, it explodes, and then there she is. Like mm-hmm. did did did. Some kind of organic goo fucking thing happened that we saw didn't see off screen where she just like came together with suck sucking like animal parts off the wall and fucking like it, 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 I think the idea is she's supposed to be like pure energy, like one of those energy beings in Star Trek well, or some shit where she can well, just control her molecular she, structure or whatever. When she vanishes so, at the end, I guess. So yeah, that I guess that that kind of plays into that. That's not but I mean thing. I mean, man, this is this is when you look at the core of this, this is some creepy shit. Like if you, if you take too deep into this at all, it's super creepy, but I find most I did, of Anthony Michael Hall tend to be a little rapey. Just throwing the, that the, the, the two, the two teenagers are guys like they, they don't really ever in my eyes, they never really redeemed themselves with like, they, they were still just like creepy teenagers. Creepy. Now, now, now they, now they somehow have girlfriends that, Ooh, they, they stole the girlfriends away from, from the shittier guys with like, it was the that, girl- the girlfriends aren't all that great either, honestly, oh. because because they're talking about you know if we don't hang out with these two guys, we won't be popular and we won't you know get yeah. into parties and stuff. So they kind of just ditch those two for Gary and Wyatt. Because the new guys, were, yeah, yeah they're I think we're, I think they, they seem super shallow. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I think the important point of this movie is that by stealing the girlfriend away from. Tony Stark that Tony Stark was then able to invent some stuff and then become the future Iron Man. So this is actually a precursor to the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> the, there he, you go. He, 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 he latched on to what Wyatt was doing with his computer and is like, I can, I can do this. And then now you yeah. have, then you well, get well, that female well, version of Jarvis later on. That's, you know, yeah. given probably Friday, giving Tony Friday. hand jobs inside of the suit. Uh, and yeah. Uh, that was actually something I, I had no memory of fucking uh, either Bill Paxton or Robert Downey Jr. being in this movie. And when like when they showed up, I was like, "What the shit?" Yeah, again, like Robert Downey Jr. is young in this movie. Like, I feel like he's still older than he should be playing a high school student. He still Probably. looks to me. He looks about Probably. twenty at least to me. But yeah, something like yeah. That. But and, 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 I, and even like the, the number of times that the the, the character like it's still a more like, kind of eighties cliche thing. Number of times that they do the whole like, look at the camera thing in that movie. It, it's that's it's, it's John, that's a like, yeah, like I, that, I, 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 he directed. Didn't he also do Ferris Bueller's Day Off? 
Um, he did Sixteen Candles. He did um, uh, Breakfast Club. Okay, because I I feel like I've 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 heard like he's like got a reputation as being pretty good, and this 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 movie I feel like is he, not he not Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, oh so that, that, okay. Like yeah. that that that's a really really good movie that to this day holds up way better than this one in my opinion. Although uh, just, if you watch if you watch Ferris Bueller, Ferris Bueller is a sociopath. Like he's he's a great yeah. Yes, he's, well, no, I, I, he's, a, he's not a great person at all, but the movie as a whole is pretty good, I think. Honestly, I think John Hughes makes a lot of films about teenagers who are going to grow up to stab people because. Well, 16 Candles, uh, I, I think actually it was the same actor from this movie, the Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. I think he was kind of a rapist in that movie. Yeah, um, I, I never think saw that one. She was drugged up, so I had sex with her. Why not? Yeah, I'm pretty sure 16 Candles was uh, filmed right around the same time this was, like actually right back to back or right around the same time. Um, this this was actually, from what I read in some of the trivia, this was kind of like a movie that John Hughes did not enjoy doing because it was taking away from filming the other film, um, which in, in, in a way kind of makes sense because this one doesn't really hold together as well as like his other films do, I, I think. Um now, correct me if I'm wrong. Just I'm going to take us back a, a few minutes about this not being quite smutty enough, and I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think John Hughes is actually known for doing particularly smutty no. movies. Like he always kind of alludes to sex, but I don't think a lot of his movies have nudity in them, or if they do, they have this, very little. Actually, this might be his only smutty movie with the uh, with the gag with the uh, fucking fireplace. This might be the one as far as I can tell, like this is where we need Daniel because Daniel knows John Hughes films way uh, better than I do. That whole he gag. Would, he'd, he'd be, yeah. He'd be, he'd be fucking schooling us right now on this shit. But uh, the whole gag uh, thing, like when, like when that, when that whole, when that whole scene started happening, just the, the number of weird things and like the, the, the super ultra red sky above the house. Mm-hmm. No, nobody, there's no news thing. Like nobody cares about that. It's just, Oh, the sky is glowing red above this fucking house in our neighborhood. It's okay. It's fine. And just like it, just so many, so many ridiculous bullet points in this fucking movie, man. Well, I do uh, have a bit of a theory on this. So there's a big scene here that we're basically sort of going in and out about talking about. It's it, it's basically a third of the movie is the party uh, mm-hmm. at Wyatt's house. And there's a lot of cool shit in this. A lot of imaginative ideas for like what happens when you know they try to make a second woman for the two douchebags, and it all goes wrong. And then you have all these different like little gags happening and stuff. And a lot of that stuff's pretty good. And I, I still have a fondness just for the how pervy the uh, fireplace stripping the woman thing is. I I just think that's a fun gag. Um, it's incredibly. It's incredibly rapey, but I don't give a shit. I like zapped again. I like women's clothes ripping off in funny ways. It's fun. Yes, it is. But here's the thing. Lisa is basically orchestrating all this shit to try to make Gary and Wyatt better people and get them laid. So I feel like you can kind of excuse away certain things in this that don't make sense because it's just Lisa did it. So some things that you're like, why aren't the cops being called or why aren't people noticing this shit? I kind of feel like it's Lisa's making this sort of happen in a bubble that no one else is really experiencing. And maybe if you walk into that bubble, you'll experience it, but otherwise you don't. Cause like at one point 
uh, Wyatt's grandparents show up, and they're like, "What the fuck is going on here?" The random scene with the grandparents in the restaurant out of nowhere, where there's like teenagers love their grandparents. That the fucking the grandmother says this one the probably the only time in the movie where I was like, I actually laughed out loud a little bit. I was like, oh, that was that was fucking gold right there. And then they come okay, in I, and fucking start like, and the, what the the. Doesn't is it Lisa who's like stop beating people with your and she's like specifically says what kind of hat he's using or something? That was very weird to me. Like he the, the grandparents come in and he's got his weird odd old person hat. He's like beating the guys off and stop hitting people with your something something hat. And it was like what what the fuck kind of thing was that to say? <laughs> weird. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I I feel like some of this stuff can be kind of it's just kind of goofy. You're not supposed to think about it too hard. But like I think a lot of it can be explained away by Lisa made it happen. Like those bikers and shit, like they're just, they're not real. Like they, they're just brought yeah. in to, to make uh, Gary and Wyatt look good in front that, of them. That, that was so extra random out of fucking nowhere. And then, and the scene went on for like a good five minutes. Like when they finally, they drive the bikes in the house and then they just bike around the house, terrorizing people and not really doing any real injury or stuff to anybody for at least five minutes. I felt like, and you got the, you got that that the scary looking guy who's naturally scary, and the one guy who's the noises that they that they like after obviously like post they put it in they added in post whatever you want to say the noises they gave the guy that had like the fucking metal on his face oh yeah were some of the most ridiculous weird sounds I've ever heard put on put on film like the this the met, metallic odd sound and he was wearing like these super obvious like chainmail kind of gloves that I assume they're supposed to be like. My, his metal hands, but they didn't really. <laughs> it was uh, the the cheese. The cheese was strong with this movie. But, but you know what? I think it feeds into the typical '80s male fantasy that so many movies fed into. Is that you know the way to get the girl is you have to show her that you're the hero and that you can save her, and when you save her, then she'll be yours forever. And that's that's what this movie feeds into, and that it's kind of a typical '80s trope. This one perhaps maybe goes a little bit, you know, usually it's a school bully that you have to stand up to or something. Right. Like that. I, I, I feel like Lisa knows that the two girls, Gary White, want to bang are so shallow that this will be enough to impress them. And then... Yeah. <laughs> and she was right. She was right. I mean, she's yeah, Einstein, she... so. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was right. Uh, so should we talk about the uh, scene in the blues bar? Uh, for me, this is. I think the cringiest part of the film. This is the one that this is the this is the part of the film that really doesn't age well. That think, that 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 was like I was like watching. I'm like, it's not it's not going to be like like that was early in the movie. Pretty like they they right. create her and that the first night that's where they go out to this place and just like it, it's it wasn't really well aside from his random I'm gonna talk like these people now for and then keeping that going until like they're, that, when they're driving like an old black. Blues and they're dri- they're driving yeah. home in the car, and he's continuing. It's just like it's it's just like just it's getting worse and worse. And then finally, oh, it's the next day, and then it's just the movie. Actually, I feel like picked up in a big way once that night was over, and because yeah, yeah was, like, let's let's forget about how incredibly was, kind of it, racist this shit. Yeah, is. like it was starts starts <laughs> off with them like that. Well, then the, the two other guys, Robert Downey Jr. and his buddy, there are at the bar as well, and they get the look. Far. They get the was that the next night? That was the next night. That, that's the, the party. That's the party. They they go to the they oh, go yeah. to the party, and then, and had, then one of the I'll, guys from the table there is the bartender. I'll, I'll shove it up your ass. Yes, yeah, sorry, I missed that. I mixed it up. I mixed it up. Which makes right. me think 
that scene was also created by Lisa, orchestrated. Like that that black dude is just a creation of Lisa's, who is now the bartender at the bar. Maybe. And so that makes me think Lisa is actually the hella racist one in this film because wow. she created that scenario for Gary and Wyatt to socialize. I think everyone in this movie is both completely racist and not racist because it's the 80s. <laughs> this is how we can just explain everything. It's fine. It's the 80s. Now, I, I just got to ask you, for those of you that, you know, watch, you know, stuff like Simpsons and Family Guy, and I'm sure there's a plethora of other series, how many times has this been imitated where, like, a child goes into an adult establishment of some sort of <laughs> mimicking the adults? Yeah. You, you know, so, I mean, although, yes, I, I agree this scene probably does not age as well, it's, it's kind of like, this has been mimicked and copied countless times that mm-hmm. I just... I think it, it is, uh, again, one of those 80s tropes that just kind of gets continuously made fun of because just how silly it is. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. after a few drinks, I'm going to now talk like this guy and pretend I have these problems of a guy who's, you know. I thought it was really weird, like, when they're in the bar and, like, they, they're sitting at a table and the one, like, the, like the black guy's all around and the one, they, they, he pours him a drink and he's like, drink this. And he's like, I'm good. And then they're all like, "Oh, if you don't drink that, we're going to kill you." Like, I've, I've that that that's 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 like the most movie situation. No one's ever going to offer you a free drink just randomly. That they like they they don't like you. It seems like first off, like they think you're in, and then they're going to give you a drink. And then if you don't drink that drink, they're going to kill oh, you or like beat the crowd. That's that's no, just not. The, the Carrie. The, this is a bar that is that caters to the minorities in town. If you don't drink with them, they'll kill you. That's that's the message. That's that's what happens. In yeah, I've I've never been in that situation, so maybe maybe that was actually the most realistic scene in the movie. I yeah, maybe no, I'm just it, ignorant. It, it totally wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I if Harry ran a bar, he would sit me down, and him and his friends would force me to smoke a joint. And if I didn't, they would kill me. That's yeah. I, I actually think this is based on reality, to be honest. And then, and, and would, would I, uh, I would never ever fucking persecute somebody or anything like that for not would, would, would carry would carry with me. call Greg a malacca? That, that <laughs> by like, the way, she likes malacas. <laughs> that, that, that by the way, I, I looked that up. That's Greek for wanker or man who masturbates. That's the oh, oh, yeah, then definitely yeah. would call me that. So, so a, tip, I, a, a typical guy, a guy, a human. Well, and, and I will, yeah, and I will say though, um, I, w- I was kind of worried at first. I was looking at this actor, and he actually he's the guy who plays um, the janitor in Sixteen Candles, I believe. Oh, okay. um, but uh, at first, I was like, oh god, they got a white guy to play like this Greek actor and, and pretend to be Greek. No, it's actually a Greek uh, actor in, in it. Greek heritage anyway. Nash, no, so. Don't don't Greek people generally appear pretty white? Yeah, but I was I was kind of worried that they were like just getting some guy to pretend to be gotcha. Greek, right? Because I was it's the 80s. They, they, they would do that. Yeah, uh, that's, that's true. Uh, I, I think one of the things that helps that scene though is like I actually do really like Anthony Michael Hall's performance in this. Like I, I kind of like just what a horny dipshit he is and 
how he's always frustrated by the stuff Wyatt does and says is like, you know, uh, oh, you know, your computer's great. What did you get a fucking toaster oven with it too, or whatever? You know, like what, what the fuck? You know, and he he's just always exasperated. Like I can't believe this fucking shit. Well, like what the fuck, Wyatt? You know, uh, they're they're in the bathroom and the girls knock on the door and and a fucking Wyatt calls out. He's just taking a shit and then <laughs> oh, fine. He shuts the door and he just slaps fucking Wyatt across the face. That, Stuff that, like that. that was all right. That was pretty funny. And then um, he let them in the bathroom and it's like, we need a minute. And they just go into the shower stall as if, okay, now you've got all the privacy in the world now. And then, and then the two girls like disappear. And now all of a sudden there's two giant freaky looking girls in there. That, that was a weird moment. Because, you know, fat girls are funny. That's this, that's the eighties. That's another trope, yeah. you know. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, they're not attractive. Ah, uh. uh, uh, got, got those guys. Fucking got them. So, uh, here's here's a question I want to feel towards you guys. Does Lisa bang either one of these dudes during the movie off screen? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. She tries. Like she, 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 she 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 kisses the one guy. Like the she kisses I, the one guy, and he is like, which one? The which one's the not like like. Yeah, like I, but I think that was. I just, wanted to jump into the screen and kick him in his balls because, like, no, like it's like okay, this well, she, super. She makes a she makes a mention that she took him to bed, and she did like five minutes of aerobics in front of him and was about to fuck him, and he fell asleep. Yeah, see, that's just like, like, like there's something wrong with these. There's something fundamentally wrong with the two main stars of this movie. I'm gonna like I'm gonna throw a question back at both of you. The way she was created by them, mm-hmm. okay, and they really don't seem like either one of them made an effort to fuck her. If they wanted to, would she have had to? Was she like their slave essentially? Like, would she? She she, she straight out she straight out said at one point like she does what they say, and I'm pretty sure at any point where they said like we need like you have to do like yes yeah, she. She but she, like she, she, it, it was weird. It, it was like she did, but at the same time, she still seemed to have a, a whole lot of free will. Like when she went to the one guy's, like she, she went to slave. the one buddy's house with like when they're meeting like her parents, his parents for the first time, and like yeah. that 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 was also kind of funny. Like when it, when it went back to them the second time, just out of the blue, and she, it's like showing the picture, and the husband just like, I want you to shut up or something. And it's like that was like a very odd, like just cutaway kind of scene. I I, I rewinded that. I was like, where did the, was there context for this? No. Okay. What the fuck? Like, just so odd. Well, yeah. Like Lisa made the parents forget that they had a son. So it feels like, it feels like Le- like Lisa's never, that, that's one of the big problems. I really like Kelly Rock's performance. I think she's probably the best thing in the film, the best thing to look at definitely, but they never really define what her powers are or what the rules are with her like yeah is is she Wyatt and Gary's sex slave doesn't seem that way it seems like half the time she's almost like the cool big sister that's taking them out on the fucking town or whatever like the raunchier version of this would be her getting those two laid way beforehand and then they finally you know they and they become you know disgusting fucks like they are um fucking women and finding that it's it's not fulfilling for them when really they want the two girls at the end and then they learn their lesson that it's better if they respect these two girls or whatever and and get up with them like that would be the like moral message but this film doesn't have a moral message it's just silly goofy gags and shit and these two dickheads end up getting the girls because magic genie and yeah there's um, no they, they don't become better people at all by the end of the movie but when i like 
but like straight up, I'm pretty sure Lisa was down to fuck. And she's created as a 20-something-year-old woman, and they are underage. They are not – they're like 16, maybe. I think it's supposed to be 15, actually. Yeah, but technically yeah. she's not a person, so I don't feel the age law is really – I guess. She's a sentient – well, she's basically a sentient blow-up doll. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. It's like yeah. a, a 15-year-old can bang a blow-up doll. The blow-up doll is not going to be charged. So she, she is a real doll. That's basically what she is. She's, yeah. she's a real doll made out of energy. That's yep. again, she's the incels wet dream, is what she is. The more, um, the more we discuss this, the more I feel this movie not only needs to be remade, but I think the three of us need to write the remake. Because, <laughs> you, you, like, it, it feels like at the end, like, she almost as she goes along, she gains more independence or whatever, and then she gets to the point where it's like, I don't have to do it, Gary White. Well, the way the end, the way the end works, them, right. She, the, she, the way, kind of, she kind of yeah. strings them along, right? She, she kind of tricks them into making them think they're wishing for these things when really she's kind of like pushing them towards these things. So, well, and then at the end, like she she disappears, and they're like, okay, she's gone. But then mm-hmm. apparently, she's still out in like she's still she, out in the world. So because she ripped, she's she's a gym teacher now at the end of the movie. Teacher at their high school. So they're potentially going to run into her again because she's teaching gym class now. Yeah. Drop and give me 20 and just they're all like and they all yeah. fall back. That 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 was that was not a great one. And then it just goes back to her and you get the free shot of her face as the credits go by like again super it, ultra It should have just panned up and had her say the line and not switch back to the guys. It just should have yeah. like, end on that. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah. It was um, uh, Again, you got to have some of that cheesy eighties of "Oh my God, she's hot and she has an accent." We're yeah. gonna fall over and collapse, and it's all good. And uh... <laughs> again, I feel like they had already filled up and overflowed the little bucket of that kind of stuff. Like they 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 were good on that. They didn't need any more. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, for me, just sort of final thoughts here, throwing it out. It hasn't aged great. I still have a bit of an affection for this. I think the performances are good. I think Kelly LeBrock's fucking awesome in this. And then like that enough is worth a rewatch every once in a while. And again, I, I think like some of the stuff that happens during the party with the second attempt to create a woman goes wrong. I think a lot of those like visual gags and stuff are pretty good. Like I like the blue room. I like the fucking dweeb who gets caught in the fucking TV set on the airplane or whatever. And, <laughs> Like I, I like that stuff. It's it's kind of fun. Some of the stuff doesn't age too well, but it's '80s stuff. You can kind of like explain it away a little bit, and, and not not like I've seen way worse movies from the '80s than this. Like the, as far as you know, being like really cringy and rapey and shit. This is pretty fucking tame for that stuff for the most part. Like Gary and White are two little sexual predators in the making or whatever, but you know they, it it never really happens. So. Uh, that's fine. But yeah, uh, you guys, I'll throw it out there. Your thoughts, uh, any final thoughts? Like I said before, if I have a friend who's never seen it and it's like we're sitting around having some drinks or something, it's like, you want to see something fucking ridiculous? That's what it's like. One of those, get 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 a little baked, get get some beers into you so you're in the mood to kind of laugh and not take it. Because you can't watch the, it's one of those movies where you cannot watch it expect that that might have been my problem i've watched so many movies recently like it's kind of the trend now to try to make things more grounded in reality and kind of not seem super super like that there's no way that could have fun like that that's ridiculous 
You know, like unless it, the movie's it is a, it is a fantasy yeah. movie almost. True, right? but but it, it doesn't really. I don't know. Like it, it's got that aspect, but it's not like. I feel like if it was a bit more in your face with that, and if she was kind of ex- explained a bit better and her abilities and stuff, and like the whole being made of energy and stuff, they just kind of like the a little bit of exposition or something, just a little bit of laying that out there, and like that she's got this, she can do this, and there's somebody probably do it organically, but I don't know. But again, it's 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 not terrible. Some of the acts, some of the effects and stuff, I can't deny for the for the time, like the lightning stuff, and even that red sky over the house and shit, like that. That looked pretty good. It it was cheesy as fuck, but some of the effects, even like the uh, at the end, when they when everything was reverting back to normal in the house, mm-hmm. that was actually done. It was obviously just stuff being shot, being played in reverse. Reverse, yeah, yeah. But it was done in such a way that it it looked kind of natural. Every the way thing, everything went back, and it was it was okay. I don't know. I'd give it like if I had to rate it or like a ten, I'd probably say it was like a fucking. I don't know, six point five or something in my mind. So right I don't hate it, but I don't love it. How about you, Greg? Well, I, I have a love for everything eighties, so I will always put things on a pedestal higher than they really deserve. And that's how I feel with this movie. I, I actually agree with you, Lee, that the biggest complaint about this is that it's not smutty enough. It should mm-hmm. be smuttier for what it is, and that's the disappointing part. And I think that's just the director. I don't think he's a particularly smutty director. I mean he made Home Alone a few years after this, so right, right. Uh, well, although then again, that was a snuff film, so <laughs> especially the second one. So I mean, then then again, I don't know. Maybe he was just like holding back or something. I don't know. I enjoy this film. In fact, talking about it, I almost want to watch it again. I'm gonna see if my wife wants to watch it. I enjoy it because I like stuff like this. This is what to me what does not exist today in filmmaking is that random stupid shit like they're having a house party and a bunch of. Uh, bunch of like barbarian mutants show up that doesn't happen in films today or it's or if it does it's like a seth rogan film and it's just kind of dumb um <laughs> so I, I enjoy this movie it's not high art by any means i mean i would actually probably mirror red beer in terms of rating uh i would probably go with about like if i rated say that's like a six five as well like it's not it's not quite good or very good but it's it's a fun movie. It's a fun watch. I will probably watch again at some point. But that being said, there's still a lot better 80s movies out there. There's a lot smuttier 80s movies out there. There's a lot more boobs in movies out there, which, of course, there should be. I mean, I think Die Hard has more boobs than this movie, and that movie doesn't have a lot of boobs in it. So there definitely could have could have upped the smuttiness level on it. But I, I just think it's a fun movie. Uh, I actually kind of want to, because as a child, I watched the TV series of this uh, before I'd actually seen this movie. So I actually kind of want to see if I can download that uh, through legal or maybe an illegal means. Okay. Uh, look, uh, I think, I think like the first three seasons or something like that, there was like five seasons of that. And I think like the first three got official DVD releases and then they never released the rest of them on DVD. I'm kind of curious just to watch that. Cause it's one of those shows. Like what was the other show that like that may have nothing to do with it. But I remember I watched the show Erie, Indiana, which I kind of get mm-hmm. those shows mixed up and I kind of sort of feel that they're, they they may not be, but in my mind, they feel I feel like they're related or similar. They were both, well, they're not they're not directly related, but Erie Indiana was kind of goofy and kind of had some some of the like the the weird science. I I did watch a lot of episodes of the weird science TV show because it did kind of push 
the edge a little bit. Like it was almost kind of PG 13 in the way it kind of pushed some of the jokes. And there was some like hints at sexuality and stuff like that. And, and Vanessa angel, um, as Lisa. And that was like hot, like just mm. super hot. But yeah, that, that show, like, like I said, like five seasons and I think only like two or three. Got... That show. I thought it was like, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, then like only like two or three of them actually got DVD releases, as far as wow. I know. Okay, that that that's interesting. I actually am going to see if I can track those down because I'd be curious to watch at least a few to see what I think of them. I, I that, bet you you could find them on like if if you couldn't find them on torrent sites, you could at the very least probably find them on like Daily Motion if you dug really hard. But or or YouTube possibly. Pops possibly. I, I don't know how much copyright claims there'd be for this kind of stuff. I will say the other thing is I attempted to get this movie legally. Mm-hmm. I've got all the major streaming services between between me and my wife since this lockdown, and quotes has happened, we have all the major streaming services that we pay for. None of them have it except for Amazon Prime, where I'd charge me like five bucks to rent it. So, yeah, I torrented it because I'm a cheap bastard. <laughs> what the, like, what is what are the rights holders doing? Are they so concerned about getting rental fees for this movie that they can't just throw it on Netflix streaming. Like I, I don't pretend to know what all the laws work, like work, but Some of them just don't give a shit. Like they forget about movies. Honestly. Yeah, like, I mean, this, this is perfect to be on Netflix because I, I would not pay five bucks to rent this thing when I can just pirate it. Mm-hmm. Sorry for people who don't like piracy, but but if it was on Netflix, I mean, yeah, sure, I'll I'll stream it on Netflix, and the creator gets you know whatever fifty cents for my stream or whatever the hell it is. Like, it's like, why would this not be streaming? I don't get that. But yeah, there might it might be a music rights thing too because there are different versions of this film with different versions of music in different in different scenes. Uh, if you, if you look at the IMDb. Uh, it gives you like different versions of this film and there were music changes here and there. And usually when something isn't streaming or doesn't come out on DVD right away, it's usually cause there's a music rights issue somewhere and they have to like either get the rights, pay for the rights for the song, or they have to like go back digitally put in new music or whatever and then re-release it and they did they might not want to do that either because that costs money right so uh, yeah fair enough i don't think this movie is would make enough money for them to bother to pay someone to do that i i think they made all their money that they were probably going to make off this film like uh budget was 7.5 million box office 38.9 million well uh, that's a good return Pretty good, yeah, pretty good return for 86. Yep. I mean, it's not, not end game level, but it's 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 not bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't John Hughes's end game, yeah. <laughs> so the film is titled after the anthology comic book series published in the 1950s by uh, William M. Gaines. That's why he's got a writing credit on this uh, from his EC Comics uh, company, which also published Tales from the Crypt and Mad Magazine. And the plot of this film is loosely based on a story Made of the Future uh, by Al Feldstein, and that's why he's got a writing credit in this, uh, from the fifth issue. Uh, and so producer Joel Silver had acquired all EC film rights in the early 1980s. So uh, I assume he was the one who was behind like the Tales from the Crypt uh, movies that came out in the 90s or whatever, too. Um, Robert L- Russler said the scene where the rocket came up through the floor was a complicated shot to set up right before cameras rolled. Anthony Michael Hall farted. 
breaking the cast member's concentration and ruining the take. So he estimates the scene cost $100,000 to shoot by the end of things because uh, of uh, the take was blown and they, they had to film it in reverse with additional tweaks in post-production. Uh, yeah, great. Thanks, right. Michael Hall. Uh, of, of note here, uh, the piano girl who is uh, Kim Malin, who is the 1982 Playboy Centerfold, and she also uh, shows up in a couple other flicks where she shows her naked body much more uh, frequently and uh, much longer on screen. Uh, thank you, Kim. Uh, <laughs> Yay! But yeah, she's the piano girl in this. She performed her own stunts in this scene. The same moving shot of the exterior of the high school was used for the beginning of 16 Candles in 1984, as well as in this movie. So there you go. So they were shooting it around the same time and uh, uh, used used some shots. Uh, I I think the high school is actually the same high school, too, like the same name of the high school. So it's like in the John Hughes universe or whatever the fuck. Um, The Hueiverse. Yeah, the Hueiverse. Don't know what we're doing next time. We'll figure something out. Uh, Daniel will be back, and uh, we'll we'll get something done, get something down. You go to the They Must Be Destroyed on Site uh, Facebook group, and you'll figure that shit out. But until then, Carrie, tell people where they can find you on the interwebs. I am generally located on the YouTube uh, under Redbeard, Spellbeard, B-E-R, B-E-E-R-D, because I do beer reviews, and that's my witty shtick. And, um, yeah, come on by for beer reviews and me getting... Obscenely mad while playing video games with friends. Yeah. <laughs> he does get very angry. Yeah, he does. He's, he's a nasty person. Gregory, where can people find you on the interwebs? Well, I mean, if you really want to track me down, you can find me and my associate, the Beer Burglar, at YouTube. Slash, I don't even know what the address is. It, look up the Beer Burglar. You can see some jacket and beer reviews if you want to see jacket and beer pairings. I, I don't know. We, we have fun doing them. My wife does all the captions and makes fun of me. Uh, no, not me, the Beer Burglar. And uh, It's fun. Uh, if you want to watch that, I've got like 26 subscribers. If you actually want to watch me on a more regular basis, I'm going to plug uh, Maxwell Stars Beer Reviews. We do beer analysis 101 uh, every Wednesday. Sometimes Lee is on it. Sometimes uh, Carrie is on it. And uh, we review beers. We're doing a lot of shitty beers now since we're all COVID uh, quarantined. So we're, we're doing what we can do. So uh, I think we got, we're doing Lech this week. So <laughs> I'm on the show every single week religiously. So if that's really, if you want to see me in action, that's me. And uh I suggest you watch it. Support Nick. The the dude the dude needs the money. He needs his YouTube money, so do it. And then uh maybe play some copyright music on his channel too, just so he Yeah. Exactly. Uh yeah, and I'll I'll link all that shit in the show notes. You can find us at tmbdos.podbean.com where you can find our Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and YouTube uh links. Join the Facebook group. They must be destroyed on site on Facebook. Best way to find us and get in touch and find out what the fuck's going on and all that good shit, leave comments, leave questions, leave suggestions, leave whatever the fuck you want to leave. I don't know. Just put, like, stupid memes on there and shit. I don't leave, leave, poop, leave poop on Lee's doorstep, light it on fire, and then he'll he'll put it out with his foot. That's, yeah, that's something I'd do. <laughs> that, that's something, that, who the fuck does that? Oh, bag's on fire. Now I'm going to get some water. I'm not going to step on a flaming bag of shit. Like, uh, uh, that's 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 stupid. Hey, it's an old school prank before water was invented. Yeah, back <laughs> back in the fifties when there was no water. Yeah, 
Uh, but yeah, thank you, gentlemen, especially for for coming on and subbing basically for Daniel. That's very much appreciated. Thanks and, for having me. Yeah, um, we needed two of us to equal one, Daniel. Mm. I thought you were going to make a joke about subbing for Daniel, but uh, okay, we'll, we'll leave that oh, one. Oh man, I feel like I, I feel like you just dropped the ball there. But <laughs> or the I, gag. I, I apologize to your audience. Yeah, or the ball gag. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys, and uh, thank you everyone for listening. And we'll be back when we're back. Goodbye. Yeah, Bye, everybody. Peace out. She's alive.
Thank you for listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Site. For further episodes, our Apple Podcasts, Facebook, and YouTube links, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through.